Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, and I'm glad you're here because we have a cracker of a doggy pod show this week. I'm Dr. Rob Zammett, working with my very good friend. I am Stephen Peters, Dr. Rob Zammett's producer for this podcast, and thank you so much for listening every and Friday. Yeah, we've got the first, one of the segments we owe a debt to, oh. none other than Albert Einstein. Yes, really? laser therapies. Are they good for your dog? Can we have them for your dogs, and why? Einstein and laser therapy and dogs. Okay, there's a combo I want to know more about. Um, Also this week, that's a little bit delicate. We did hiccups a little while ago, and we've done (laughs) laughing a little while ago with dogs. But this week we're going to talk about, uh, how do we say this? Um, Straight out. uh, Fart. Yes, farting. Yes, is is your dog a champion farter? Quiet and deadly or noisy and scary? Oh, anyway, we all, anyway, we'll find out all about that. It doesn't matter. It can be a problem, especially if you've got friends over. Yeah, especially at the dinner table and dogs mm. under the under oh, there. that old joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we won't go there. Okay, and painkillers. A lot of wrong things have been said, misinformation about painkillers. Can we use paracetamol or aspirin in dogs? And if so, why and when? Like human human drugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a very good question. We'll get to that and a whole bunch of stuff uh, shortly. Um, in the meantime, you've um, you've been busy at the clinic. I'm guessing. Yep. As always, what's been happening? We had an interesting case of a poor dog with just lots and lots of hives all over its face, its ears, and down its legs. Hives? Hives, yeah, just boom. What, under the fur, obviously? Yeah, well, you could see them. Short head The ones on the nose. No, it was an Australian Shepherd with their reasonably long head. But all over the nose and the eyes were all swollen. I thought, oh, my gosh. So we obviously treated it for an allergy straight away. We... This dog was so bad, I actually gave him a heavy-duty uh, tranquilizer because he was really in a bad way trying to scratch, and he was suffering. He was suffering. Yeah. So we knocked him out. We gave him some intravenous steroids, cortisone, to knock down the hives a bit, gave him a little bit of adrenaline to settle things down as well for him and kept monitoring. And it took literally, this was at the start of the week, it took a couple of days before they subsided 
enough. I was just amazed at how bad they were. And I said, you know, look, something's attacking this dog. And they said, well, we don't know what it was. So, and they went back and had a look everywhere on the ground for ants and spiders. And, yeah, they're worried because there's been a lot of rain in our area. And so what comes out but spiders? And we have a nasty spider called the funnel web spider that can kill people very, very quickly. Uh, but it has no effect on dogs other than causing allergies if it keeps biting all the time. What, so a, funnel, sorry, a spider that can kill humans but not dogs? The funnel web does not kill... In fact, the, the funnel web kills humans and one type of monkey, and that's why they said <laughs> it was hard to find the antidote for funnel webs for a while because you know, trials and things were a bit hard. But, yeah, funnel webs, are, while they're poisonous to humans, are non-poisonous to dogs. Yeah. Wow. So, no, it wasn't, but it wasn't the funnel web. Mm. What they finally found when they looked up instead of down and in all the crevices was a big wasp nest. And it, it came on very, very quickly, this wasp nest. They, this is in their home? Well, just on the outside, under the veranda. Right. You know, it was just there and because the, the dog was outside and it, something must have happened, triggered off, triggered the wasp off somehow. And a lot of them must have attacked this dog at once. And poor dog, boy, he was... Uh, I was happy to see him eventually go home on antibiotics because his skin was all infected from all the hives you know, bursting and things. So, hang on, so it was hives then? Oh, yeah, it was hives and all from bites. But I was trying to work out where the bites come from. Yeah, I could fix the hives now, but I didn't want to go back in the environment and get rebitten because each time you have an allergy like this, it can, gets worse. Your body can react worse every time. Right, right. You know, very first time you get have a little bit of an aller- a reaction to an allergen, uh, the second time your reaction will be more complicated and worse and it, keep, it can eventually kill you. That's what an allergy is, an overreaction to some allergen in the environment, be it a food or an insect or something you inhale. In this case, it was because of a whole lot of bites, stings, from wasps, and don't forget a wasp, unlike a bee, a bee stings you once, they lose their stinger, they can't sting again, and the bee dies. Mm. Wasps keep coming back and attacking you <laughs> repeatedly. Mm. So these do, you remember, are, do you remember the dog's name? Uh, no, I don't. I don't remember this dog's name. Um, uh, and, and he was only uh, uh, with us for literally a f- um, one day and then went home and kept coming back each day as an outpatient, and one of the other vets took the case over. So I, I did. I missed it because I was so worried about the dog. Initially, I was there when he first came in, mm. and uh, had some university commitments to be honest. After that, but I heard he went really well. Right, a lot of you might remember, uh, well, I hope you, hopefully you all do, because it was only last week, we talked about uh, doggy prosthetics mm. and some of the advancements there are pretty amazing, including pacemakers. But uh, as Rob alluded to earlier, we're going to talk about Einstein, lasers and dogs. Now, where is the crossover? Where, where, do, where do they <laughs> well, all look, join? Although they, they say, no, Einstein didn't invent the laser as such, it was his work that pointed out that uh, stimulated emissions of radiation can occur and, and certain light frequencies uh, can put out emissions. And it was his w- initial work that went on to another guy called Mainman and Gould and a whole heap of other guys who, who finally developed the laser. 
but it was Einstein's work initially that right. started things off. So that was just the reference to Albert Einstein, Time Magazine's Man of the Century, last century. Um, incredible <laughs> scientist. But yes, so laser now, of course, you can get... Um, be careful because you, you get a lot of charlatans that work in this field. They, they show you, shine a light through a little pen and say, oh, this is a laser and charge you a lot of money uh, for either buying the, the actual thing or uh, using it on you or your dog, yeah, and because, it does nothing. Well, in humans, laser therapy is you know, it's quite common. Yeah, but, but I, I, have, I didn't know you could do laser, any yeah, sort of absolutely. laser work on dogs. Well, because you're, you're working on ver- various trigger points, which are literally acupuncture points. Now, they're related to those points, and you stimulate those points quite easily with a, a cold laser light. Uh, so the laser light um, works by you know, releasing this certain frequency, very defined frequency. Frequency of, of, of light. light. Yeah, yeah. A, a very defined frequency to produce this effect, which stimulates these trigger points. And if you know all the trigger points, so you've got to have the right equipment, which... Yeah, thirty to forty-five thousand dollars will buy you the right equipment. Not cheap. Wow. Once you get that equipment, and then learn where the trigger points are, you can do quite a quite a bit of good work uh, in all sorts of areas for arthritis in dogs. In fact, there is even one one person worked out the trigger point for performance in dogs was using them racing greyhounds to try and stimulate better. A racing ability in the greyhound. I'm not sure if they ever worked or not, but for arthritis, <laughs> I have seen it work very, very well. Uh, for wound healing, extremely well. Soft tissue injuries, and I've even seen it. Stephen, would you believe in dogs with slip disc, where I think, oh yeah, and they people don't want to take it to surgery, and I think this is never going to get better without surgery. And yet, they've gone away and found a, a good laser therapist, and or I've sent them to referred them to these people. I have had a laser uh, machine myself, but I was always worried about whether it was good enough. These people have gone on and researched it and bought really good machines, so I refer them to these people. And we had this dog that had a slip disc come back within a few weeks and it was walking normally. So laser therapy in dogs, yeah, certainly can help with a lot of things. A lot of rehabilitation after surgery as well. Things like a ruptured cruciate that's been repaired properly It'll heal, given time. You can increase the healing rate and, and help the dog by getting laser therapy done on that particular uh, joint, and it will help quite substantially with healing of a lot of things. So is that something that most vets would have or would know how no, to use? No, a lot of vets don't have it because, A, it's expensive, and then, yeah. B, you've got to train for it. So um, while I had it and while I, I have actual acupuncture needles, because I've done a few acupuncture courses... I prefer to refer it to one of the specialists. In, in, in America, you have to be uh, registered, you know, certified to use these, to be a rehabilitation person using laser therapy, which I think is a good idea. And so I send it to people that I know have done good work in this area and continue to do good work in this area and pass it on to other people in their practice. So you go along and have usually two sessions a week for some four to eight weeks and you can get a lot of benefit (laughs) 
That is the sound of wind. Yep, wind. Um, and not. <laughs> oh, there's the sound of wind. The, that's the one I was trying to avoid. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sure we've probably all heard our dogs do something like that. And the thing is, they don't appear to be even slightly embarrassed by it. No, just like my two daughters, they're always arguing about who's the uh, worst or best farter in the family. I, I oh, they're that. going to be happy that you've mentioned that, I I'm think sure. That, yeah. <laughs> so, well, they're boyfriends and husbands, never mind. So, what causes your dog to have... And what can of, you do about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And, and you can certainly, sometimes you can hear them. It's really funny when uh, you hear them from one side of the room and you've got two dogs, the other dog looks at them and say, that was you, not me. I'm sure they're telling them. <laughs> pointing at them, or they have their laugh, of course. They're... Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Panting laugh. That we learned about only two episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah that's yes. right. So what causes um, dogs, especially if they've got a lot of wind, usually food that's poorly digested, especially if it has a lot of bean products in the food, soy products in the food, or dairy products. Watch out for those three things. Soy especially, anything that has other beans in it, and milk products. Watch out for those. And also, look at around your yard. Do you have a lot of water that stays there after rain? because that will you know, induce a lot of bugs that will produce gas in the tummy and that will come out. You what know, if your dog's sipping water from somewhere yeah, well, that's that been out in the dogs, What do dogs do when they go out there? Oh, what's that wet patch? They lick it. Yeah, okay. you know, They pick up the bugs very quickly. So it does happen very often. Um, the other thing that can cause it, of course, is food that's... Um, sits in the stomach all the time because people are feeding all the time. If you feed twice a day, not necessarily a good thing for your dog. Dogs have much shorter intestinal tract than us, but the food sits there for too long and ferments, and that fermentation produces gas, which comes out the other end. Dogs are used to eating you know, in the wild. They'll only eat maybe three or four times a week. They won't eat every day because hunting every day is very expensive to their body. So... They're used to not eating all the time. Once a day feeding for most dogs is what I would recommend. Sometimes I'll change that, but really, on the whole, a, a good husbandry thing for dogs is feed once a day. Of course, you have conditions that can cause um, a lot of gas in the bowel, colitis, inflammation of the large bowel, inflammatory bowel disease, parasites. If you get a lot of gas, it can be, hey, do you have good parasite control? Pancreatic insufficiency, Stephen, is when the, the pancreas is the organ that produces really good enzymes to digest the food. If they're not producing enough enzymes, the food's not properly digested and it will produce gas because it ferments. Pancreatitis, inflammation of the pancreas, and then that horrible thing, of course, cancer of the bowel, will produce a lot of gas. But generally speaking, it's one of the food products I'd look at first. So... 
dogs that eat very fast can swallow a lot of air while mm. they're eating, mm. and that can be a thing. So maybe those bowls, stainless steel bowls. Again, we talked about bowls. Was that the last one? Or? No, that was a couple of weeks ago. Yes. You, I'm, I'm not keeping up with me. <laughs> I better listen more often. Um, Every Friday, Rob, new episodes. That's it. You know that. So a stainless steel bowl that has all those little lumps and things to try and slow the dog down can also help. One of the first aid things that I do before you go to see your vet, buy charcoal tablets and give your dog charcoal tablets. You can even give them twice a day if you want to. Uh, it it's, absorbs the toxins and gas, that, you know, the, the bacteria even, and can settle things right down. So one, charcoal tablets, two, Maybe a change of food is what's required here. And start with bland things. Cooked white rice, cooked chicken is a good start. Once you've got things settled down, then start introducing one food product at a time. And don't just say, oh, I'll use this, introduce this day one, this day two. No, 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 no. Introduce one food product. Keep that going for five to seven days. If no increase in, in bowel activity down the back end, introduce the second thing you want to do. Don't go introducing a whole lot and don't swap and change products all the time. Dogs are quite used and quite happy to one type of food. They don't get bored with it. They just, you put the food down, oh, yum, my food, I love it. Mm, In they go. Next day, oh, yum. They don't think, oh, hang on, I had this yesterday. They're not like that. They're not like us fussy little things we are. (laughs) they are. They are great beings on this planet, the best. So just put the food down, leave it there. Also, don't leave the food overnight. The longer you leave the food, the more bacteria from the air go into the food and start you know, accumulating in the food. Not good for your dog. So the food goes down for 10 minutes, 15 tops. Dog doesn't eat, take it away. That's it, finished. Tomorrow, we put, put a fresh lot of food down. So there are the things. If it keeps on happening, then off to the vet to make sure it's not, nothing too terrible. Yeah, because it sounds like it's potentially connected to oh, some no, very bad Oh, no, it sounds like things. this. Yeah, he's been doing these fart jokes all day. <laughs> but, uh, it's, but it can be, it sounds like it's connected to, you know, it can be connected to some quite yeah, nasty if, diseases. If, if the first aid things do not work, yeah. don't persist. Go and see your vet because you need to know and get on top of it very quickly. Now I'm just going to have to leave the room for a little bit. It's getting a bit smelly in here. <laughs> Now, I'm sure this is a question Dr. Rob gets asked all the time, and that is, can I give my dog, uh, if it looks like it's in pain, um, human painkillers like paracetamol or aspirin or any of those? There's lots of different brands, and I won't mention them, but you all know what they are. Is that actually safe to give your dog one of those tablets? Rob, what's the story? Uh, the, um, well, yeah, years ago we were taught, do not give paracetamol to dogs because it'll knock out the liver and kill them. Yeah, just the tiniest amount of paracetamol will do that to your dog. And uh, so we all kept away from it. And then I went away to um, America to a big orthopedic conference when I was there, the orthopedic surgeon says, and then I just give them some paracetamol uh, to control pain after the surgery. I thought, paracetamol? And so I looked, yeah, did research on it. Yeah, this was many years ago. Found it's been used in different places around the world. In fact, it's funny, like 
the east coast of Australia wasn't using it. Up in the Northern Territory, pretty common. They used it, the vets used it what, there all the time. What vets would use paracet- like human-grade Human paracetamol. paracetamol. As long as you get the dose right, that's important. Don't overdose your dog because, yes, then you will knock out the liver. If you're not sure on the dose or how to dose it right, don't do it. Because, you know, most dosages for humans is a couple of tablets, but that's for somebody weighing an average human. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah, that, that, they'll tell you one to two tablets for humans. In dogs, 25 to 33 milligrams of paracetamol for every kilo of a dog. So you've got to know your dog's weight, mm. and then you've got to do the mathematics of 25 to 33 milligrams per kilo. And they'll say up to three times a day. I'd prefer to back off to twice a day. If you need to go three times a day because something's painful, go and see your, your veterinarian. Please don't leave your dog in pain. Aspirin, between it's a, uh, Merrick's uh, dictionary for drugs in, in animals, will tell you 10 to 40 milligrams per kilogram, much bigger uh, margin there. So you will start always err on the side of less is best when you're do- dosing with drugs. So 10 milligram per kilogram, try that. You may want to double it if it doesn't work. Do you go up to the big 40 milligram per kilogram for aspirin? I wouldn't. I think if we're in trouble with pain, for goodness sakes, don't leave your dog in pain. Go and see the vet. You, you would go and see the doctor if you're in pain or if you're in a lot of pain. You go to the hospital, same deal with your dog. I mean, part of the challenge is knowing when your dog's in pain, I guess. Sure, what it? are the signs of limping, pain? it's limping. So if it's limping, it's in pain. Yeah. Yeah, dogs don't limp just because... I feel yeah. like limping. I'm in pain. That, that, that's a sign of pain. Um, you know, even even headaches. Many moons ago, we talked about headaches in dogs on the dog pod, and they do get it. And you'll see it. You know, they really crinkle up between the ears, and they seek dark spots, and they they're quiet, lethargic. They even might even head press a little bit. Signs of a headache. You could certainly try that. Again, if that doesn't work, it could be something sinister, like a brain tumor go and see your vet. So for me, signs of pain, yeah, definitely go and talk to your veterinarian. But as a first aid, you can use paracetamol or aspirin as long as you've got the correct dose. Don't overdose. If you're not sure, don't do it. Wait till you get to the vets. All right, it's time to wrap this little baby up. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. As you know, new episodes every Friday. And, hey, leave a review. That'd be nice, assuming you're going to say something nice. Yeah, if you're not going to say something nice, go away. No, don't go away. But, you know, still keep listening, but maybe keep it it to yourself. Uh, (laughs) uh, Leave a review and and tell a a friend, please. Um, uh, Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, as always. And... um, we will see you next Friday for uh, another episode. Not just tell a friend. You can tell a phone. You can tell a grandma. Tell a Greek. I, I love that line. Jokes. Straight out of that mo- that movie. Jokes Great movie. Don't get any better. Something not, probably not a movie. It's more a documentary if you're Italian or Greek. Yes. What movie, so, what movie was that? My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, right. Actually, you it, love was, that it was movie. it was number two where they said that line. <laughs> Cracked me up. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, um, you can uh, leave us with some wise words. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, look, have you ever looked into your dog's eyes? I mean, really stopped and looked into your dog's eyes? Their eyes straight away. They immediately say, what do you want me to do for you? I'll do anything for you. Those soft, beautiful eyes of a dog. It's rare that you'll see that same warmth in a human's eyes that you get in your dog's eyes. Give them a little kiss. Thank you. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.